Hi everyone and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, sommelier Aaron Ozar, and I am so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here, and if we have, welcome back. Now today's episode is all about the red wines of France. So if you are a red wine lover or you have one in your life and I've been a bit confused or unsure about what the wine is going to be like inside a bottle of French wine, trust me, you're not alone. So in today's episode, I'm going to be pulling back the curtain, if you will, on what are the great varieties inside those red wines from five main areas of France. If you're ready to have French red wines demystified, let's get started and dive into today's topic. Now, when I'm helping people shop, when I go to the French wine aisle, a lot of times people will say, oh, I just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the grape variety is in the bottle because let's face it, the labels coming out of France will have regions or towns or names on them that don't tell you the grape variety inside. So it's not going to say Cabernet Sauvignon. It doesn't say Shiraz on the label, but I'm here to tell you today that all of those grape varieties that you are enjoying from other areas in the world actually are also inside those bottles from France. You just have to get to know the actual names of the villages or the towns or the areas. And once you know those, you're gonna know which grape variety goes by which area. The quick backstory on why French wines don't put their grapes on their label is the wine laws. In 1934, France is our first country that locks in wine laws. They set the bar. It's based on laws we already have in place for cheese and lavender. So we took those laws and we put them in place. Wine laws serve two purposes. One is to protect you as the consumer. So when you read a label, you know when you see from France, for example, that this wine comes from Bordeaux, that that wine has basically been verified that it has followed all of the rules from that regions. The wines also protect the wine grower and the producer so that other places around the world can't fraudulently use that name and sell that wine under their name by not following the rules. So wine laws are important and protect you as the consumer and also the producer. So the French wine laws we use as the basis for all wine laws around the planet, but they were the first to lock it down in 1934. Now, why is this important and why am I sharing with you a bit of the backstory on wine labels? It's because the wine laws have so much to do with the way the labels are done in France. You have to remember that wine didn't travel originally as far as it does today. Right now, it doesn't take much for us to move wine around the planet. Originally, wine stayed in its area and its region. So if you grew up in Bordeaux, for example, predominantly you would be drinking the wines of Bordeaux. You weren't going very far. Therefore, as long as you knew which town the wine was coming from, which told you the vineyards, you didn't need to know what grapes were also in it because you just knew in Bordeaux what grapes you grew in that region. So French wines, European wines as a whole, are not trying to be complicated or difficult by not putting the grape varieties on their labels. It's because their wine laws and their regions are so tied together with which grape variety needs to go in that bottle once you denote the region that to them it seems a little bit redundant. So just an FYI there on they're not trying to make it hard for you to buy these wines. Once you know which grapes go with which area, it's always going to be the same and you can count on it. 
So today I'm going to go through five different regions of France, main regions, and I'm going to break down what red grape variety or blend you can expect to find in the bottle and give you some food pairings for them as well. So the first area we're going to is Burgundy, France. And what you need to know about Burgundy, France, if you're in the wine aisle while you're listening, is when you take a look at all of the wine styles from Burgundy that are red, they're one grape variety. This is 100% Pinot Noir, so your grape variety from Burgundy is Pinot Noir. There is no blend, it's 100% Pinot Noir. Where some people can find it confusing in regards to buying Burgundian wines is that Pinot Noir, when it comes from Burgundy, has so many different expressions. So Pinot Noir is very terroir influenced. If you've listened to me before, or if you've been studying wine, you will know this term. So the term terroir means the soul of the place. And this is where the actual grape variety shows differently depending on the soil that is grown on. And when we look at Pinot Noir from Burgundy, it is one of our most terroir influenced grape varieties around the world. So you may pick up two different bottles of Pinot Noir from Burgundy from different areas or maybe even different producers and they'll each taste a little bit different in the glass. So when you're enjoying Pinot Noir from Burgundy, my recommendation is always to make a list. Make sure that whether you're using an app on your phone or you have just a list you keep in your kitchen, but write down some of your favorites because every bottle is going to come to you with a bit of a unique expression and very individualized, but it is delicious. The other thing to note about Burgundy is the labels. So Burgundy does have a unique labeling system and basically the way Burgundy labels break down is we go from a big space, so the whole region of Burgundy, right down to an individual bit vineyard plot. So the labels, depending on how big the area the grapes were sourced will get smaller and smaller to literally try to tell you right on the label exactly where it comes from. Obviously the price changes if you're getting grapes from one big area to one individual vineyards and we do have some of our most collectible and sought after wine styles coming from Burgundy when we get to that top tier which in Burgundy are called Grand Cru wines and those are those wines usually behind glass if you're in uh, a fancy wine shop sometimes well they'll be there or behind the counter so those are pretty unique and special wines but quick version 100% Pinot Noir inside those bottles. So if you're a Pinot Noir fan, you definitely want to be sampling and trying some wines from Burgundy. Now let's jump over to Bordeaux. If you are a Cabernet Sauvignon or a big bold red wine fan or enthusiast, then Bordeaux is an area for you. So what's different about Bordeaux compared to Burgundy is Bordeaux is always a blended wine style. So you're always going to have blends out of Bordeaux. We don't do single varieties. And where Burgundy highlights one single grape, Bordeaux creates blends to bring out the best of all types of different grape varieties. Now the five main grapes of Bordeaux are going to be Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Melbeck, Petit Verdot and Carmenere. And the winemakers of Bordeaux have brought these grapes together to create magic in the glass. We do have different soil types in Bordeaux. Some wines from Bordeaux that are going to be more Cabernet dominant and some wines from Bordeaux that are more Merlot dominant. The overarching umbrella here is left bank wines, so closer to the ocean, will be more Cabernet based and more inland wines, we call it the right bank because there's a river down the middle of Bordeaux. These will be more, more Merlot based. Now, why does this matter? 
The Cabernet ones are going to be more grippy, we'll say. They'll have more tannins, that more intensity of the Cabernet, where the ripe bank wines tend to be a little bit silkier. Now, this can change, but if you are looking up just different wines to try from Bordeaux, what you're probably going to find is on the back label, they may make reference to the right bank or the left bank. And what you need to know here is always a blended wine style for red wines, left bank predominantly more Cabernet based in the blend and the right bank more Merlot based in the blend. Right bank we drink a little bit earlier. They're going to be a little silkier. Left bank a bit more grippy and firm and I'll be breaking down all the intricacies of Bordeaux in upcoming classes and you can check those out over on my website at winegirlacademy.com if you're interested to learn more about any of the regions that we're talking about today. But Bordeaux always red blends. Cabernet and Merlot are the two main grapes. And then we have the supporting characters, if you will, of Petit Verdot, Carmenier, and Melbeck. And each of those bring a little bit of extra something into the mix. Our third area we're jumping over to is the Loire Valley. Now think of Loire Valley as cottage country for royals. Here's where you're going to find those beautiful gardens and castles. And if you have never visited this area, I highly recommend that you put it on a bucket list. It is a beautiful place to visit and enjoy the castles and the history. We also have a river that's over a thousand kilometers long and it's called the Garden of France for a region. Lots of agriculture and beautiful spaces, forests, games, lovely place to go. And the red grape variety you're going to find here is a single grape variety of Cabernet Franc. And why I want to bring this up to you is that you're going to see Samur on the label or Chinon. And again, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see them. Cabernet Franc coming from the Loire is a beautiful everyday red. If you're looking for that medium bodied red with a little bit of spice, some nice tannin structure, and it goes beautifully with all kinds of different summer fare dishes and grilled dishes, savory as well. And it's a wine style that once you enjoy it, you're like, oh, this goes with so many different food styles, but you may have walked by it lots of different times. We also do beautiful rosés. So you can get rosés from both Burgundy, Bordeaux, the Loire Valley that we're discussing now, and all of them will be wonderful in the summer. Definitely rosés coming from France are meant to be food friendly. And something I just want to add here about is remember that wines and foods grow up together in these regions. So the wine was meant to go with the food. It's rare that you will have a glass of wine without a food pairing, whether it be an appetizer or a meal when you're traveling through Europe. So France is no different. Where when we get to new world countries such as the United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, here we make more big bold wine styles that almost are a meal unto themselves. Where the wine styles coming from Europe are going to be much more subtle, more food friendly when it comes down to it. Even some of our condiments, when you think of Dijon mustard and Burgundy and you pair that up with some of the Burgundy dishes, it's a more subtle mustard than some of our really bold musters we have in new world countries. So just a little sidebar about how the wine styles are going to be with food. So if you are enjoying or trying wines from Europe and for France, as we're talking about today, remember that they're not always going to be as bold in the glass as you are used to experiencing if you've been drinking new world wine styles, but they are meant to go with food. 
So please enjoy them with food. And I'm going to give you some food style ideas at the end of this podcast so that you'll be able to enjoy wines from all of these regions with some classical pairings. Now that we've done Burgundy, Bordeaux, we've talked about the Loire Valley, let's jump over to our last region, which is the Rhone Valley. Now the Rhone Valley is a large space and it actually breaks down into two sections, the Northern Rhone and the Southern Rhone. So I'm gonna cover each differently. Now the Northern Rhone, here is where we get intense single variety reds and the great variety in the Northern Rhone is Syrah. And here I just wanna let you know, if you've been drinking or enjoying Shiraz from Australia, Syrah and Shiraz are the same grape variety, but they become two completely different profiles when one is grown in a cooler climate, such as the Northern Rhone in France, versus the sun and the heat of Australia. So we use the word difference, the naming difference, if you will, to denote the flavor profile that you can experience in the glass. So while they are the same genetic grape variety, their expression is very different depending on the environment. So when we are looking at the Northern Rhone and 100% Syrah, what you're looking at here is a firm wine, more masculine you may hear people refer to it as. You might even get some flavors of like dried salami and white pepper off the nose. So it has lots of really different aromatics, but Syrah is more about sort of a strength. It may be lighter in the glass, especially if you've been drinking um, Australian Shiraz, so lots of color there. When we have cooler climate Syrah, the Northern Rhone, is very windy around a river, the Rhone is the river, and we grow it on very steep cliffs and we're looking for any sun that we can get. And so the Syrah coming from the Northern Rhone is definitely more intense, more of, I would say, a sort of Friday or Saturday wine when you've slow cooked a dinner and you really wanna sit back and savor some of that experience. Now, when you're looking at the labels, it's not gonna say Syrah on the label, but you are going to see words. So Saint Joseph is one of my favorites in regards to wines from the Northern Rhone. It's a little bit more subtle and silky, not as intense. So you're going to see St. Joseph on the label or Cote Roti is definitely going to be one that you will see. These are generally wines that from an investment point of view are a little bit more than let's say a Tuesday wine, but they are meant to be a very special wine style. And if you are enjoying those bigger red wines, this is definitely a wine style to try. Also, if you are enjoying maybe potentially Brunello's or Barolo's or Barbaresco from Italy, this is definitely a wine style that you wanna look into as well. There's some strength there in the glass. Now let's move down to the Southern Rhone, completely different in regards to the weather and the climate. So where the Northern Rhone, single variety reds, Syrah, intense, cooler at nights, very steep slopes. The Southern Rhone, we have sun-baked, fields. We have lots of rocks down here as well. And what the rocks do is they get hot in the sun and then the rocks actually work like a mini sauna at night and they keep radiating that heat up to the grapes as they're growing. So the grapes never really cool down too much at night. We do have a wind that goes through as well here. So very arid. So if you are looking for organic wine styles, we have lots of different organic wines here. They may not be labeled at it because this is just traditional winemaking they've been doing for a long time and they're in a field very arid. So definitely an area to look for if looking for those organic wine styles is something that's important to you. Now the Southern Rhone, while well, the Northern Rhone is all about single variety Syrah, 
the Southern Rhone is all about red blends. And so here we have what we call the Holy Trinity. And this is Syrah, Mouved, and Grenache. These are our three main grape varieties in regards to what we're going to create blends from in the Southern Rhone. They're very, very friendly wines in regards to they have that nice mouthfeel, but some fruit forward. They're delicious. They're that everyday wine, if you will, in that you just need a wine. Maybe you're having a dinner with lots of different options for people. A wine from the Southern Rhone or red wine is generally a really good option. So the Southern Rhone with the Holy Trinity, always a blend and you're always going to get lovely fruit flavors off of them. So here we're going to have lots of raspberry, red berries, blackberries, as well as some spice and uh, lots of different nuances come off of these wines, usually a little darker in the glass. It's also the home of Chateauneuf du Pape. So if you've been down the French Isle and you've seen sort of the funky, dusty bottle, it's a little bit curved. This is home of Chateauneuf du Pape, which is the summer home of the Pope. And if you get a chance to visit this area, you can still visit what's left of that building. It's a beautiful place to go. And this, the wines, Chardonnay de Pape, what's interesting about that is it's also our highest amount of grape varieties in a blend wine in France. You can have up to 13 different grape varieties in Chardonnay de Pape if the winemaker chooses, those are allowed. So they can take those three that are the base of most blends in the Southern Rhone and for Chardonnay de Pape in that appellation in that space, they can put up to 13 different grape varieties or 14 if you want to count Grenache, white, and red. So Grenache, we actually have a white grape version and a red grape. So generally we say 13 grapes, but technically it is 14 grape varieties. So just a little bit of fun uh, trivia for you there in regards to Chardonnay de Pape and that wine area. So the wines of Southern Rhone, very different from the Northern Rhone. Both are delicious, but very different wine styles, but more juicy, I would say, without being sweet. The Southern Rhone, you're still going to get the classic elegance on the palate, but very, very friendly wine styles for you to have. Very food friendly, people friendly, enjoy the sun. So that rule in regards to if you are entertaining in the backyard, if it is warmer and you're doing some outside entertaining, it's always a good recommendation to choose wines from warmer climates because those wines have grown up in the heat. Therefore, they'll be way more forgiving if you are entertaining outside in the heat than wines from cooler climates. Now let's go through some food pairing ideas from all of these different areas while we do our recap. So the first area we dove into was Burgundy, France. So here we have 100% Pinot Noir. So whatever bottle you see in regards to Burgundy, as soon as you see a red wine from Burgundy, you're going to know now that it's 100% Pinot Noir. In regards to classical food pairings, here we will do duck and duck roulettes or pâté. You have that earthiness. Anything with mushrooms, a beef bouillon, for example, because Pinot Noir, here we'll pull out an earthiness generally and so we can really pull anything with those earthy mushroom based flavors. So delicious dishes, beautiful cheeses such so as a simple Comte cheese, French cheese. Gouda is always my go-to cheese if you just need one to put out. Gouda is going to go with all things in my opinion but Pinot Noir from Burgundy you're definitely looking for mushroom based dishes whether that's mushroom with chicken or beef bouillon and a duck dish is always fabulous. 
Now for Bordeaux, when we get into Bordeaux, here you're looking for more of those meat dishes as well. Classically, we will serve lamb with Bordeaux because you will get a bit of a cooling sensation from some of the, the blends coming from Bordeaux, always a red blend as we discussed, but lamb with mint is also wonderful, so something to choose from. Or obviously, if you're looking for a vegetarian option, we're looking at those meaty portobello mushrooms and going along that way. But definitely Bordeaux with the strength of those red wines is saying, please bring me some red meat and they will shine as well as some harder based cheeses are some good options for you there as well. So our third area was the Loire Valley. Here we're dealing with Cabernet Franc. I always love it with grilled vegetable pizza, just some cold chicken or cold pork. Pork roast is always delicious. But to me, the wines from the Loire Valley are a wonderful picnic style. So here you're gonna have a beautiful red wine that's very versatile, but if you have some wonderful salads, some cold meats, whether it's cold pork or chicken and you're just sort of munching and sort of an afternoon snack of pate. The wines of the Loire Valley, so whether it's a Chinon or Samur that you're enjoying, they really go with a lot of different fare. And same thing for dinner, that country food, if you will, that really nice sort of home style savory dishes, delicious when you pair them this way. And the rosés from this area are divine, so highly recommend that you try one as well. Now our last area was the Rhone Valley, which we broke into two parts. When you're looking at the Northern Rhone, those intense 100% Syrah, meaty, masculine wine styles, you're definitely looking for those braised dishes. So whether it's a braised roast, uh, whether you can do some venison, some game, if you will, as well as slow cooked, savory meat dishes that are going to fall apart in your mouth, but it is looking for big food, harder cheeses, delicious that way. But this is definitely sort of a Friday or Saturday night meal, if you will, something that has been cooked all day and you're really going to be able to sit and savor all those flavors, how they come together. And then we get into so the Southern Rhone. These are our red wine blends. So we're talking about the Holy Trinity here, which is going to be Grenache, Syrah, and Mouvet. And here we're looking at, again, braised foods, but also some olives, some cassoulet, those beans and flavors that have cooked together all day, but especially grilled food as well. So any summer fare, whether it's hamburgers or steaks or grilled chicken, grilled vegetables, the wines of the Southern Rhone are your Southern Mediterranean area of France. And so anything that you would eat outside in the summertime, the red wines here are definitely going to be a wonderful option for you to enjoy. So I hope that's given you some fun food pairings to think about with all the different wine styles we've talked about today and also demystified some of the five main areas of France and the red wines and the red grape varieties you're going to find in those bottles. What I also hope you've discovered is these are all great varieties you're probably enjoying from other areas in the world already. You just maybe didn't know that they were inside those bottles from the France Isle that you've been walking right by. So now your homework for today, if you will, is to go into the French Isle and play. Pick up a wine you haven't tried before. You now know what the grape variety is inside and I hope this will help you try new flavor adventures and take a new wine home to enjoy with family and friends. 
As always, it's been wonderful to hang out with you today. I hope you have a new understanding of the red wines of France from the key areas, as well as you're inspired and excited to try a new wine style this week. So take a wander through the wine store. If you have any comments or questions, please reach out to me. I would love to help you. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can just drop them below. If you're listening to the audio format on your favorite podcast, then just reach out via my website at winegirlacademy.com. You're also going to be able to go there and find a collection of different courses that you can take. So be sure to check those out. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week. Have a wonderful week. Cheers to you. Bye now.